Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike, that's Doug. Dude, preseason preview, dude. It's not the preseason, it's the season preview. We're in the preseason, it's the season preview, it's not the preseason. It's the season preview, dude, and it's also the Vegas draft. The Vegas draft is today, dude. That's right, dude. We're only days away from the start of the season. The Sharks have their final preseason game tonight, which I would say we barely care about. Oh, I mean, I, I don't think there's a lot left to be decided, really. You yeah. know, it seems like maybe there are five forwards for four spots. One of these guys is going to get sent down. I think we got a pretty good idea who it's going to be. At least um, we have a guess mm-hmm. just based on logic. Um, and there are some surprises, I think, on this some roster. Some surprises? And I like it. I got to say, I like it. I like it. Guys came in and earned jobs out of camp. And they're bottom six kind of guys that I'm hoping this, I mean, you look at what St. Louis was able to do. You look at what Boston's been able to do. The Tampa Bay has been able to do. They've been able to develop young forwards to play in bottom six roles. And the Sharks have just been so depleted in that. And if they have a couple guys now who are going to be able to step up and play with some skill and maybe a little grit. Woo. Dude, there's going to be, Four guys in the opening night lineup that I think I only heard of one of the four. Uh, and the other three are literally guys I've never heard of. It's it's a crazy thing. We've been talking about Chemilevsky and Chekovich. Both were sent down this week. Right. No more uh, Ante Suomela. No more Jacob Middleton. Yeah. Those guys are gone. And now the five guys left battling out for these four spots on the roster Leon Bergman, Leon Bergman, who we talked about. I mean, we did talk about this guy as a sneaky player to watch yeah. before camp started. This guy, undrafted player, uh, had some success in Europe. Young guy. I mean, this would be an incredible strike of gold if the Sharks have found a player in Leon Bergman. Uh, Brodzinski, um, you know, I think... Not a guy th- on my radar. No, but I mean, and he was a... a, a he is a uh, proven AHL scorer, but not with any sort of NHL track record. The Kings gave up on him because they've got so many other great players. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, we're, uh, who knows, dude? These guys could be nothing, but they're playing well right now. Lukas Radil, who it looks like he's going to make the team only because he'd have to go through waivers. Right. But right now, at least according to Kurz's latest article, he's outside the top 12. And this new Russian player who apparently speaks no English that Joe Thornton has taken under his wing. Daniel, you're taken. Right. Another guy. So that would mean that both of the international free agents that Doug Wilson signed in the offseason are going to make this team. Right. Which is vintage Doug Wilson, which is is why he doesn't seem to really care about trading his draft picks because he can find guys who are... NHL ready, so it's not like you're even putting in any development time into them. You sign them, and they're instantly on your team. Right. So, I mean, it is a a, a very dedicated strategy that Doug Wilson has has put in. Where if you're trading, you know, uh, picks, you know, you're going to make it up because you've got such a great scouting department over in Europe. I, I guess, although it didn't really work out with Suomela last well, the, year. But the jury's still out, right? I, I think suppose. On Suomela, he did not make the team. But I think that he could also be a product of, he has options. He can be sent down. Same with Dylan Gambrell, mm-hmm. right? Might DeBoer prefer Gambrell over Lucas Radil? I don't know. Does he prefer him over Brodzinski? I don't know. Brodzinski and uh, Radil cannot be sent down. They would lo- the Sharks would risk losing those players. Right. Gambrell, he can. Can Gambrell go down and center uh, Chemilevsky and you know Chekovich? Yeah. Right. right. I mean, I mean, d- maybe you want to have these guys, the Sharks' future skill players, playing together and trying to build some chemistry instead of Gambrell slogging nine minutes a night on the bottom uh, pair, right? Right. right on the bottom line. That's I mean, right. I think. 
it makes sense. So if we were guessing right now, we're going to say it's Bergman, Brodzinski, Radil, and you're taken, uh, and that Gambrell will be sent down to the Barracuda, mm-hmm. which I didn't think that was going to happen. My roster predictions aren't looking so sweet, but yeah. who's there? Who's are right now, right? <laughs> yeah, no who's one, are? No one called this. And um, I freaking love that Mario Ferraro looks yeah. like he's going to make this team. He is. And not just make it, but be playing. Right. Opening night. He's going to play opening against night. Against Vegas. Either with Tim Heed or Dalton Prout is what it looks like at love this it. point. Love and it. And it may be Tim Heed, although as we were talking about before we started recording, Tim Heed always seems to be in the doghouse. It's like every time Tim Heed's mentioned by Pete DeBoer, Pete DeBoer says like, yeah, it wasn't so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he was okay. Yeah. I... I don't think uh, I think it's going to be Prue, especially against Vegas in the first two games because Prue has a physical nature. Yeah, Vegas, dude. If I was in Vegas as a Sharks fan, it wouldn't matter. I would put a thousand dollars on the Golden Knights to win the opening night game. <laughs> There's no way they're losing that game. I know they're going to come out and try and destroy the Sharks. Yeah, and the Sharks better be ready for it right, because right. they're going to come out and just they've been thinking about this for a long time. The teams already played each other three times in the preseason. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some garbage between Reeves and Kane oh, right yeah. off the bat. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's going to be fun. Although I fully expect the Sharks to lose that game, but that's why I think Prut's going to be in there. Just a little insurance. Sure. Somebody who can, you know, serve a five minute penalty and not be missed. Dude, the other the other news this week is um Antoine Bebo, who was the the goalie for the Barracuda last year, was traded for an AHL level defenseman to Colorado, I believe. That's right. Yeah, traded to Colorado. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce uh, the last name. Nicholas M- Maloch. Yeah. M E L O C H E. Yeah. Uh, not a, you know, this is a, a second round draft pick who's fallen uh, in the Avalanche's uh, depth chart, obviously. Um, but the Avalanche have some pretty stud young defenders, so there yeah. didn't seem to be a lot of room for this guy to go. Um, it's not like he's played like trash. Uh, I think he was second on the Colorado AHL team in scoring last year. Huh. So um, in, in for D. So I don't know. I mean, I think this is a pretty savvy move, especially given that uh, the Sharks seem to be pretty happy with the, their AHL level uh, goaltending da- depth in Coronar uh, Sa- Sachenko and especially Andrew Shortridge, who I think is the player that they really like the most. Right. And if you have Bebo around, then you probably have to send Shortridge to the ECHL, which I'm sure they don't want to do. And um, they want, I think they want this kid to play quite a bit. Kerr said in the comment thread of his article, his, his speculation was that they told Bebo that he could contend for the backup job with Dell. And it was obvious he did not win that battle as Dell played well and he got and Bebo got shelled when he right. played against Calgary. Yeah. And so they said, okay, well, now now we don't have a place for you in the organization. So they sent him to Colorado. I mean, I, that, that seems like a good theory to me. Yeah, I think that's fair and best of luck to him. And, um, you know, it's nice that the Sharks feel that confident in their goaltending depth that they can trade you know, yeah. a pretty solid AHL level goalie. Right, right. Well, dude, I think we should, before we do the season preview, because that will tip our hand for the Vegas draft. Yes. I think we need to do the Vegas draft. So just for the new listeners, people unfamiliar, every year Doug and I have a wager where we draft all the teams in the NHL except for the Sharks. Now it's an even number of teams. It wasn't always, but we don't trade the sh- we don't draft the Sharks. And whoever drafts the team that wins the Stanley Cup gets a free trip to Vegas, courtesy of the loser. Yeah. And I can't remember what the record is i'm sure it's close to even um (laughs) but uh so anyway doug doug won last year he had the blues um but yeah so let's get to it dude and as the uh non-winner we'll call it because you know we don't want to label myself as a eight-time loser or whatever it is um uh i get to choose if i get the first pick it's a snake draft if i get the first pick or the second and third pick dude are you ready for the vegas draft I'm ready, dude. Can you, can you read what I have on my iPad? No, here? I covered it up because I don't want to. I don't okay. want to be tempted by your yeah. uh, lousy rankings. <laughs> it's, I'm sure they're terrible. <laughs> but, don't forget that Toronto exists as a team. That's you know that that. The it, real question is, what other elite team should I forget about this year and not draft by mistake? I don't, okay, don't want to tell you. Okay, um, so 
I'm going to tell you, I am going to take the first, number one pick, and I'm going to take the yeah, Tampa Bay this Lightning. This is uh, incredibly predictable, dude. Of course, and uh, you're also the first pick last year. You're a moron if you don't do that. Right. So <laughs> I mean, this I mean, year to me, there's just there's a clear cut number one team. It's Tampa Bay, and the fact that they got swept in the first round just makes it that much more of an obvious yeah. pick because they are. They were basically the laughing stock of the league. I mean, how many times yeah. did people make fun of them during like the yeah. awards ceremony? They're not yeah. happy. No, of course not. So, so. I got to tell you, I, I was dreading this because I was worried you were going to do it. Because actually, I think this, this puts me in a really tough position. Here it does. Because That's my goal. Um, as much as I like, I, I mean, I just think Tampa Bay is the clear cut, uh, you know, best team here. And right. then the rest, it gets a little muddy. Gets muddy quick. Um, so... Uh, I'm going to go with the team that I think is the second best team in the NHL. And it's a risky play because they're going to go head to head probably in their conference, you know, final. And that's Toronto. So I'm going to take the Toronto Maple Leafs here, dude. Uh, And then uh, I'm going to go to the other side of the bracket and I will take the Nashville Predators. Wow. Okay. Nashville Predators, Toronto and Nashville. So you got an East and a Western team. Dude, I think I am going to go. I'm definitely going to take the Blues here because they might be the best team in the West again. And the Blues, uh, I think, maybe got better in the offseason. There's a big hole here. Man, I don't like I don't like this position because there's there's one team, obviously, that's near the top that is in. It's in the Atlantic Division. Do I want to take them? God, this is going to be tough. You know, I, I have to do it. I have to take the Boston Bruins. They are the Toronto Maple Leafs kryptonite. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's not a bad pick. And they have the best line in the NHL. I don't, you know, it's that's, uh, I'm probably going to regret that. All right, but, dude. Uh, my next pick is the Washington Capitals. Okay. Uh, and then I will take the Colorado Avalanche. Okay. Um, Colorado. Okay, so that means uh, nuts. I am gonna take uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, mm-hmm. um, and I am going to take the um, Carolina Hurricanes. All right, dude. Uh, I will take. Um, I will take the Dallas Stars. And I will take. <laughs> I will take the Calgary Flames. Wow. Okay. That means I am. I am. I do it every year. I have to. Right? Do I? Do I pick them every year? It's no, it. not every year. But pretty you close. Do, you do need to take Pittsburgh. Of course, I have to take Pittsburgh. <laughs> I have to take Pittsburgh. It's and like now a, this is where it starts to get interesting. Does it really? I mean, are we really talking about any teams that are legitimate contenders here? I mean that that division's terrible. You took the Stars already. Um. I mean, there, there's there's no there's no great picks here. Um. I guess I will take. I'm I'm not going to take the Flyers because I took them last year and it was embarrassing. Um, I I'm going to take the Winnipeg Jets here. All right, dude. I will take the Florida Panthers, and I will take the. Silence, New Jersey Devils. Man, I don't want to take that team. I, <laughs> it is. It's at that. It's getting to be this at this point here, right? I'm gonna. I'm gonna take the Canucks. Okay. Um, um, even though I, <laughs> I just, yeah, they're they're gonna be more fun to watch. I I really don't want to take that team. I really don't. <laughs> There's none of these teams I want. Uh. Um. I mean, that's it's stupid. Um, all these all these teams are stupid. I hate them all. I'm gonna take the Flyers. I love it. You just said I'm not gonna take the Flyers. Who cares? I'll take them. End up taking the Flyers. Okay, I will take Montreal mm-hmm. and Arizona. Okay. Um, 
Arizona, huh? Uh, I'm going to take... I'll take the Ducks. I mean, who cares? And uh, I'm going to take Doug's favorite team, the Minnesota Wild. Oh, <laughs> wowie. <laughs> okay, I'll take the Islanders. Yeah. And I will take... The Blackhawks. Okay. Uh, I'll definitely take the Rangers here. The Rangers. Um, and I don't want any part of the rest of those Atlantic teams. Um, I guess I'll take... I, I, man, I got a lot of Pacific teams here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. All these teams are terrible. Um, I'll, take the, uh, I'll take the Oilers. Okay. I will take... Columbus, mm-hmm. and I will take Buffalo. Who, who am I going to end up with now of the garbage? Who will I end up with here? You're ending up with the Sens because I don't want any. I'll take the I'll take the Kings and the Wings. Oh God! All right, I gladly take the. You're taking the Senators. I you're going to like it. All right, dude. Well, uh, there you have it. I'm pleased. With my picks, although I do think you have the best team, yeah. Um, but I do like it. Did I, play out to where if I had the second and third pick, which I was pretty confident you were yeah. gonna you were gonna lay on me. Um, it did go the way I'd hoped. So okay, uh, I'm I'm I think I have the best team in the West and the best team in the East. So I'm happy. And the second best team in the East. So all right. I'm, well, I'm we will that. debate that as we do our uh, as we do our previews now, dude. Um, are you ready for that? I am ready, dude. All right. Um, well, let's start in the East. Yep. And take a look at the uh, Atlantic first, which shall is we? clearly the strongest division in hockey. I think it has three of the five best teams in the NHL. And to be perfectly honest, if there isn't a huge hue and cry about changing the playoff format after this season, right. I'm going to be actually really surprised. It's entirely possible and even likely that the two best teams in the NHL will play them, will, might play in the first round. If not the first round, then the second round, which I think is um, a mistake. I, I think people are going to want to go back to the top eight, top eight format that we had a few few years ago. And seeing Boston play Toronto in the first round or seeing Tampa Bay p- play Boston in the first round, I think is really sort of like stealing some of the joy and and the competition from the playoffs because you're going to have one of the three best teams in the league out yeah after two weeks on the flip side of it it does make for great theater in that these rivalries are so deep now Mm -hmm. and i mean boston is has crawled into toronto's sweater and they're just in their head right? right yes and you know can toronto exercise these demons because I think you know we both believe Tampa Bay uh, will win this uh, division Um, I don't think it will be as lopsided as it was last year right and I think it might actually be to Tampa Bay's benefit to maybe take their foot off the gas a little bit Mm -hmm. because I think they went so far out in the regular season that by the time they got to the playoffs when they faced the first adversity of the year they, they melted. They hadn't faced any adversity for six weeks. And you know? while this might have three of the five best teams in the NHL in the division, the bottom half is so bad. So bad. That actually it it doesn't provide a lot of great competition for these teams throughout the year, which I think it might make it more challenging for them. And it might have played right into the blueses, you know, uh, advantage last year where they're probably playing in the most difficult division in the NHL. That's correct. I think the Central is the toughest. um, I I like Toronto second just because and I I like Boston. We know how difficult it is to go back to the Stanley Cup Finals. I think there's only been one team that's done it in the last 10 years. So I'm going to go on the side of percentages and say that both St. Louis and Boston won't be back. Are they good enough to get back? Sure. I do, you know, think that uh, St. Louis is a bit more of a mirage than uh, than Boston, who I believe is actually going you know, to be as good 
as they were last year. The fourth team that I think is jumping in to this fray here that will be a wild card team that would be a nightmare if they play up to their potential is Florida. I think if Florida, now coached by Joel Quinville... That's the big question. Now... Plays up to the potential. Sure. Well, I mean, they've hit the reset button here without yeah. you know rebooting their whole roster. They brought in one of the top goalies in the NHL. They paid him a lot of money. They brought in a Stanley Cup winning coach. They have a talented roster. I mean, this team has a talented roster of players. Uh, they've got the type of players that, that you're looking for in in having a, a Stanley Cup you know, playoff level team. Uh, so can they make the jump? It's been disappointing you know, the last couple years. Uh, under Quenville, I believe they will make that jump. And I think they, they'll be a nightmare first round matchup for the Washington Capitals in the Metro as the wild card. I think that's a really, really tough matchup, which is part of the reason why I wanted to get Florida because I think it will be Caps Florida in the first round. And I think I'll have a winner of a playoff series no matter what. And we can go back and play this, dude, mm-hmm. when I'm right. Yep. I mean, the thing about Montreal is they have really good forward depth. And frankly, they have a better top defenseman than uh, than Florida does in Shea Weber. Sure. The, but the question it, is, is Carey Price going to be healthy and can right. they get decent goaltending? Is Shea Weber going to be healthy? Is Shea Weber going to be healthy and is Carey Price going to be healthy? If they're both healthy and playing well, then this could be a playoff team. Yeah. If not, then they're going to be they're going to be struggling. I I think Montreal might be a little bit better than a lot of people give them credit for. They got some really good players here and they got some good depth. Um, their problem is the same problem they've always had, which is they don't have any elite forwards that they right. can rely on to score. Yeah. And so they have to worry about, okay, can Brendan Gallagher get 25 goals instead of 24? And then maybe Thomas Tatar will actually be good like he was yeah. last year for the Hurricanes, but he was so bad for the Golden Knights. So Canadians, same problem as ever. Florida, same problem as ever. Who's going to come out of that matchup? Right now, I'm with you. I think Florida is going to be better. But but Montreal, if things break right for them, they could surprise some people. Yeah, I mean, they if Carey Price plays like Carey Price, then they'll be in the playoffs. You know, I mean, he can get them to the playoffs, and then that becomes a nightmare matchup for anybody because you know he can steal a series, no question. And then we have the armpit of the league with the Sabers, Red Wings, and Sens. Does anybody honestly care which in which order they finish? Yeah, I gotta say, you know, I, I don't know that Buffalo is going to be as bad as those other two. I think they are a cut above. And you know, the question for Buffalo is, you know. Uh, <laughs> Is Ralph Kruger an NHL coach or is he just some sort of, you know, international man of mystery who will have a one and done flame out with the Buffalo Sabres like he did with Edmonton? Right. I mean, they have some good players on this team. They've got Jack Eichel. They've got Jeff Skinner. You know, mm-hmm. they've got some talent on the blue line, right? Sam Reinhart's good. Rasmus Dahlin was the number one overall pick. Sure. They got uh, no goaltending. They got no defensive depth. I mean, the Sabres they're always just sort of like a sad sack. Are they better than the wings and the senators? Definitely. But I don't think they're going to be anywhere close to a playoff spot. Yeah. I, I don't think they are either, but I think that um, they will be significantly above those other two in the standings, uh, you know, a good six or eight points ahead. So this isn't that going to be that dramatic. I think we've got barring any sort of major injuries, Tampa Bay, Toronto, Boston as those three playoff teams. And then, you know, you got Florida and Montreal dueling it out for uh, wild card spots, dude. Let's jump over to the Metro, dude. The, the question in the Metro for me is: Is Carolina, you know, surprised people in the playoffs last year? Is Carolina actually going to win this division? I think there's a good chance. Um, if Sebastian Aho can continue his trajectory, he's an elite forward in this league. Their biggest problem is goaltending. And if they can't get good goaltending, then they're not going to get very far. But the fact is, they have a great defense. They have maybe two of the top 10 pairings in the entire NHL. And they have a pretty good fifth defenseman. Um, I don't know. They got a a little bit of a depth problem and they definitely have a goaltending problem. Can they fix that? Can they find someone to actually play well between the pipes? That's the question. But I, you know, definitely hurricanes are on the rise and, and the capitals are aging, especially their, their elite players. So we know what the caps are. The caps are a, a, a bunch of great scoring players that have done this for 10 years. Uh, Carolina is a horse of a different color. We have a bunch of younger players that we think are going to make the next step to be elite, but they could stumble just like the Caps could because if age catches up and when they get a couple injuries, 
um, they could be in trouble. So I don't know. My money's on the Hurricanes because they're a little bit of a sexier pick. But I, it wouldn't actually surprise me if the Capitals win this division again. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, I, I'm not a, a believer in Carolina. You know, I I think it's a little more. You know, show it to me, prove it to me. Um, I thought. You know, they had a great series against Washington in the first round. Then they just completely destroyed the Islanders. And then they made it to the conference final and they got pantsed, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think if you're going to try and go up against one of the really good teams, which I don't think they faced, you know, they faced a Capitals team that was hungover from winning Mm -hmm. the Cup the year prior. They faced an Islanders team, which was a total mirage, right? you know? And then when they got to the good team, they got destroyed. Mm -hmm. So... I just don't I don't look at this team on paper and feel like especially in in net. Yeah. I think they're very vulnerable and uh I think this is a borderline playoff team. I don't think that they're wow. a lock. I think Washington is the cream of this division. Wow. I think after uh you know coming off of a shorter playoff run, that team's not going to be as gassed. And I think they're going to be very motivated. I think Washington wins the Metro and Carolina is good but not great. So you got the Pens ahead of Carolina? No, I don't know that I'd say that. I, I'm down on the Pens too, dude. I know you like, are. Like, I mean, I just I think the Pens, the um, their their time has come and gone. I think the very gutsy, ballsy move to trade Phil Kessel for you know a player that is you know not as good, you know, and uh, I don't I don't like Jim Rutherford. Like, I think he's made. You know, bringing in Jack Johnson now, it doesn't even seem like Jack Johnson's good enough to play for them, and he gave him like a four-year deal. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of the moves that he's made. You know, on this team, it sounds like they you know, they trade for Nick uh, uh, Bugstad, right? And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, now he's available. You know, they have cap problems. I don't think they're going to be as able. They they have. Uh, an elite player in Sidney Crosby. I got three but, elite players. But if, Kenny Malkin, I mean, like I was reading an article about him. There's said his body language in the preseason is so negative <laughs> that it just seems like, is he healthy? Is he interested? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think this team's time has come and gone and they'll still be good, but I don't think that they're a Stanley Cup contender. I think that that ship has sailed for them. I, I don't know. With two elite centers and an elite defenseman and Chris Letang. Who's also never healthy. Yeah. I don't think you can count on, you know, their core to be there, you know, because they have injury problems. I think that the rest of this division, there's there's no terrible team in the Metro. There's no terrible team, right? I think, I think the Blue Jackets are pretty bad. Well, listen, I'm telling you, I think the Blue Jackets, this is, John Tortorella is probably like, oh yeah. This is true. Because this is Tortorella special, right? This is right. This is a Tortorella special. I, I, Dude, they're not going to be bad. I think they're going to play the Tortorella way. They're going to be so annoying. Every game is going to be like two to one. It's going to be super annoying to play them. Because, you know, they kind of shifted out of the Tortorella way. They brought in a bunch of skilled players. They still have Seth Jones, one of the best defensemen in the NHL. They like some of their young goaltending. I think Columbus is not going to suck. They're not going to be terrible. I have them behind. I have them like, <laughs> I think they're going to be bad. Ooh, okay. I, I who have them behind who? Buffalo? Have, Who's worse, Buffalo or Columbus? Oh, I think Buffalo's worse. But, okay. But um, I, I, I think the, I like the Devils a little bit. I like the Devils a little bit too. I like the Devils a little bit. I like the Flyers a little bit. I don't know about the Islanders and I don't know about the Rangers, but I... I I mean, the Flyers still have elite talent. I don't think Provorov's worth worth the deal he got, but they got some they got some good players. Certainly, Devils got the MVP from two years ago, who was hurt last year. Um, the Devils got some good young players, and they got a high draft yeah. pick because they were so bad. So and and they, they they made the playoffs the year before, and I think everybody is forgetting that Taylor Hall played thirty three games last year. Right. So they get a healthy Taylor Hall. They add the number one pick, Jack Hughes, and they get PK Subban. Right. And Wayne Simmons, who I don't know what he's going to be like, but he's not going to be terrible. It's true. This team is not going to be bad. They're not and bad. And they're going to contend for one of those wild card spots. They could even sneak into the top three in this division. I think that they could. Like, I, and I, and the, I don't know how far the trots effect is going to go on the island. Without Tavares, they made the playoffs and just crushed yeah. the first round. Yeah. I don't know if that can, that no. can keep up. Uh, to me, that was a 
emotional response to everybody counting them out and leaving them on the side of the road for dead. And I don't know that they can duplicate that again. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't know that they can duplicate that again. Um, they won't be terrible, but mm-hmm. I also, I, they're not, you know, I'm looking at, they had 103 points last year. No way. Yeah, that's not going to happen. No way. And, and the Rangers there. are hopefully past the the ditch, but yeah. this this kid, Capococco, they got is like supposed to be amazing and you see some yeah, crazy they highlights. Truba, but, they added Panarin. Yeah. They will Truba not be and bad. Panarin and, yeah, they're not bad either. So the Metro probably has the best worst team in the NHL. Sure, but I think... In terms of those teams making the playoffs, it's going to be very difficult because I think that the bottom half of that division is they're just going to go 500 against each other all the right, time. Right. Whereas if you have Florida and Montreal, they're going to, you know they're like ooh eight guaranteed wins. You know what I mean when they right. look at their schedule, you know that it's just going to be a lot easier for them to collect points. So I think it's going to be more challenging for um, a team like. You know, I mean, outs for me, it's Washington and the rest. I mean, and and yeah. I think Carolina and um, and New Jersey might be the two three here for me. I think Pittsburgh is in danger of not making the playoffs. Wow. Okay. Agree to disagree. Ooh. All right. On the central, dude, I definitely have the Blues still being the the best team. The question is, can they repeat as the Stanley Cup winner? I don't know. You obviously have the Predators, um, in the Vegas draft, but. I think the Blues are definitely better than the Preds at this point. They have better top ND. Peter Angelo and Pareko are on par with Roman Josie. PK Subban is gone. Um, I think the Blues clearly have better D. And I think with Tarasenko and Ryan O'Reilly and Schwartz, they're better up front. The big question is is Jordan Bennington a great story for one playoff year, or is he a legitimate? goaltender in the NHL and that's definitely something Nashville has over them Nashville has two awesome actually really good goaltenders probably two starting goaltenders anywhere else Saros would start probably almost any place else in the league so that's the clearly Nashville's benefit over St. Louis but I just think St. Louis is just too strong I think they're too too strong I think the truth with St. Louis lies somewhere in between the two extremes of their season last year. Stanley Cup winner and the worst team in the NHL. That's right. For you know the first half of the year. I think they're somewhere in the middle. Um, I think they also, like Carolina, kind of caught lightning in a bottle. I'm not trying to take anything away from them. They were great. And they, you know, they were really good against the Sharks. And they earned that win. I just don't think they can do it again. I don't think that they are that good. You know, until they won the cup, I don't think anybody was really, you know, it's not a team like Nashville who's perennially on everybody's top list. Right. This team, if they hadn't won the cup and they had gone out in the first round, there's no way we'd be saying they're back. You know, like they're going to be good. Like, I just think it's somewhere in the middle. Like this division is brutal. I think Mm -hmm. everybody except for Minnesota, which is terrible, you know, (laughs) and this is the end of Bruce Boudreaux. Minnesota is the best defense in the league. Dude, that they, they are good. Good dude, defense. Good. Great. <laughs> Enjoy. Dude, the 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 best Nashville to me, I honestly, I don't know that they're the best team in the Central. I I thought and I was wrong. I thought that you might take them first out of the Central. Um and uh the team I really wanted was Colorado. I got to tell you. I think that, you know, seeing them uh, every game right in the mm-hmm. playoffs. I think this is the team that will be the next best team in this division. They had so many good young players. Uh, they have two just flat out studs. Their goaltending was very good in Grubauer. I like Colorado. I think that they uh, could most definitely win this division, but I think Nashville will definitely make the playoffs. And I'm not sure about St. Louis, dude just not sure i think it's going to be either st louis or the preds that win the division and to me the biggest question is who's better the abs or the stars i think the stars might be better yeah um they they got joe pavelski on the second line he's got john klingberg to feed him pucks to to tip into the net he's not going to be he's the fourth or fifth best forward on this team joe pavelski like their top line is one of the best in the nhl jamie ben tyler sagan and alex radulov i i mean uh that's a great line. They have good goaltending and they have some good defense. I mean, they're they're I mean, they have Roman Polak, which is like the biggest problem. But anyway, um the the fact is is that they have some really high-end talent here and they added depth in Pavelski. This is a team that I think is really scary. This is a scary team that I don't think anybody wants to play. 
and they have proven stars, something that I'm not necessarily sure the Avalanche have. I mean, certainly there was a big coming out party for the Avalanche stars in the in in the you know, series against San Jose, you know, it's like, oh my God, look how great these young kids are. But the fact is like Jamie, Ben, Tyler Sagan, you're asking me if those guys are going to continue to produce my money's on them. I, I like this. I kind of like the stars. I think they're really close. So I think the abs and the stars are close. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad I got the stars in the draft. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's, it's just another testament to there's, there's some really good teams in this division and then there's Chicago and Minnesota. Right. 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 And, um, well, where do you put the Jets? Well, I mean, the Jets. The Jets were the darling like two years ago, and they have almost. Well, they don't have. They lost defense. They lost a lot of defense. And we don't know season. what's going on with Dustin Bufflin. I right. mean, like now all of a sudden he's not around the team anymore. He's yeah. like, I might just play miniature golf. <laughs> I think the Jets have fallen behind, yeah. and and I I think that Clearly, yeah. um, their time came and they didn't take advantage of it. You know, and, they well, were even right though there. Line and Connor have recently signed. All those RFAs have have resigned with their teams. I think, yeah, the wild are behind the abs and the stars. Sure. Let me tell you what my concern I mean, is about Dallas, which I think it worked perfectly for them last year in having them basically timeshare Bishop and, and Kudobin, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ben Bishop is Mr. Glass. I mean, this yeah. guy, yeah. he could go south fast and they're lucky that they have Kudobin, but that works really well with them doing essentially a 50, 50 split. Like, Bishop played 46 games last year, and I think that was mostly by design. He had an incredible year, you know. So 1.98 goals allowed and 934 save percentage. But let's not forget, the year before, he only played 53 games. The year before that, he was only able to play 39. So this guy is vulnerable. He could get hurt, and then they could be in big trouble, you know, if if that happened. They do have a backup plan, but we don't know. Kadobin's not a proven number one. Right. He's never played that many games, you know, in a season. So, um, I mean, that's you could make the case for that for almost every single team. But I do think that Ben Bishop is sort of at the front of why Dallas is good, and it does give me some concern. Right. And the Wild and the Hawks are... I mean, the Wild, the Wild and the Hawks, I think, are not going to be awful. They're not going to be embarrassing to watch, unlike some of the other teams, like some of the teams in the Pacific, to be honest. Sure. Um, and the Hawks were pretty bad last year. They'll probably be a little bit better this year. I think the Wild have a good defense. They got some scoring. I think they're not a team that's that can win in that division. There's just too many good teams. But, yeah. I, but I, the Wild are not embarrassing either. But They're not embarrassing, but I just feel like I know what the end of that story is. Like, right. I've read their book. Like, mm-hmm. this is... You know, they've got a new GM, right? You know, you can just, I can smell it. Like, they're going to struggle. Boudreaux is going to get fired because he always does. Right. And they're going to be in full reboot mode, Mm -hmm. you know, because I don't know that it's Bill Guerin, right? Who's the GM. Mm -hmm. I don't know that he's going to want to stay the course of what Fletcher and, and Fenton had been doing. You know, they have... Well, Fenton, was, Fenton was a mess, right? He like was that, a mess, he but He was I mean, there a year. That never Sure, happens. but I mean, but he didn't do anything to, you know, rearrange the deck chairs here that much. You know I Although mean? Although I think he tried to trade Jason Zucker for well, he like He couldn't nothing. even do that, yeah. right? He couldn't even do that. Thank so, God. Anyways, dude. Anyway, uh, dude. So in the Pacific, is it... I mean, we both think Vegas is the best team in the Pacific, yes? No, I disagree. You think the Sharks are going to win the division? I think the Sharks are exactly where you want them to be. They are, are being picked to finish third. They're being disrespected, dude. And I love it. Like, the, the Vegas the Vegas casinos have the Sharks uh, over-under on their point total as 93.5. They had 101 last year. Mm-hmm. So you're going to dock them eight points because Pavelski's gone? Eight points. I mean, they did 101 with Eric Carlson on one leg. That's right. So you're going to dock them eight points. BS, dude. BS. Martin Jones didn't even have a good year last year. Oh, no. I say bull (laughs) on that. The Sharks are the best team in this division. I think they are. I think, you know, Vegas, that was fun. Then they went to the cup final. They were uh, definitely a very difficult first round matchup um, for the Sharks. Uh, and I think we will see another playoff series mm-hmm. uh, between the Sharks and uh, the Golden Knights. I think it will be in the second round this time. Right. So the Sharks will be the number one, and Golden Knights will probably be number two or three. Um, I do also want to just go on record by saying I think the Sharks will draw the St. Louis Blues in the wild card game. Are you serious? Because it has to be. Like, I mean, you know, it's just got to <laughs> be, right? It's got to be that. 
It's just oh, so perfect, dude. It's just worst. so perfect. It would be great. It would be great. But the anyways... Cup winner in the first round? Awful. Calgary, their goaltending, Cam Talbot is not the answer. And Riddich... Yeah. I mean, what is this? I mean, you know, this guy, they were... It was so bad. I don't think they did anything to fix that. Like, they didn't do they anything didn't. to fix it. They did nothing. You know, um, they've got good players. They're exciting. They can score a lot of goals. Their goaltending is still not good enough. And... Um, it's Sharks in Vegas and Calgary's an imposter. And then after that, you've got some interesting teams, but I think it's clearly those three are the best. Yeah, I think the Flames have a lot of um, variance is the way I would describe it. Like this is a team that has a lot of top end talent. If things go the right way, they could be impossible to beat. If things go a little bit sideways, they could just tank out. Um, they have a lot of good players. Marchio O'Donnell, obviously the current Norris winner. Um, they don't have a lot of high end D after Mark Giordano. So if he's not, he's not that young. I think he's in his 36, yeah. I think. So he's, he's, he's in his mid thirties. If he starts tailing off as players in their mid thirties tend to do, um, and they don't have very good goaltending, um, that's not great for this team. So, but you know, you look at their top line and it's, it's pretty scary. And even their second line is pretty scary. I think uh, Matthew Kachuk recently signed. So, you know, they got some really, they got some good players they to be do. excited about. They do have some good players. Um, I think they're going to be playing in a lot of six to four games. Right. Though. You know what I mean? And but they, they got depth issues and they got Milan Lucic. They those do. Are, and those... he is basically uh kryptonite yeah. for success. That's true. Dude, I've got to say, who do you um, have fourth in this? I have the ducks almost by default, but it might be the Canucks. Yeah. Gosh, dude. I mean, I I don't believe in this, but I'm just going off of what everybody else is saying. The team that I think... I, I think Edmonton is interesting here just because of Dave Tippett. I think that that's interesting. I think they finally have a coach that's going to make them play a certain way. I don't know that they have the right players to play that way. Right. But um, will they start to make some real changes to this roster to, you know, if they're going to go with Tippett, they're not just going to, you know, can Tippett after a year if it doesn't go well. You know, they need to make some serious changes to this roster in order to uh, play the Tippett way, which I don't think that they're built to play that way at all. I thought it was a little bit of an odd marriage, but I do like that coach. They have none of the right players to play Tippett. This is going to be a huge fail. Okay. Because they have no, they have great high flying offensive players. Dave Tippett plays a boring defensive style. They have none of the right personnel to play that way. This is going to be brutal. Yeah, I think probably the most exciting of these teams is Vancouver. Sure, I don't know that they'll be the best. I think Arizona has the best uh, mix of young and veteran players, and they've actually gone out of the way to add some veteran players. Right. I think Arizona uh, really came on at the end of the year last year. I think. Um, you know, they, they got a good goaltender and they got Andrew and Phil Kessel. Yeah. And, I mean, they were only it. four points out of a playoff spot last yeah. year. I mean, they were in the mix. They made the most out of what they had, but maybe more than any other team. But I still think the ducks actually have some good players. And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the guys that we're so used to seeing. Sure. I'm talking about some of these young players and they have the best goaltender in the league and John Gibson. So I'm not talking about Getzlaff here. I'm talking about Richard Raquel and I'm talking about Andre Case and I'm talking about some of these other guys and Hampus Lindholm is good on defense. I, I is this a playoff team? It's not a playoff team. But I think that's I think they're the best out of the um the rest. I think the Ducks will be the fourth in the Pacific, but I think the Central will likely have five teams in it. Um the Kings are clearly the butthole, which is great. Yeah. Um I'm not as high on the Ducks, dude. I think that they have done the right thing by going with youth, but I don't know that, you know, uh, turning over their uh, development. I get it why they hired Dallas Akins. He's basically with the same players that he was coaching in the AHL. But if I was a Ducks fan, I don't know how excited I'd be about that. You know, uh, would you be excited if uh, the Barracuda coach, yeah. what's that guy's name? Roy Somner. Roy Somner. We gave the next coach to the Sharks. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, I just don't know. I mean, Akins has no track record of NHL success. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to be that good. I think that they'll play with energy that won't be a big deal if they lose. Uh, but they're going to lose and lose a lot. Uh, and the Canucks are certainly the the exciting pick because they have these young, great players. I just don't think, I think they're just 
they're just not ready. They're not ready to be. Yeah, good. they're not ready, but they probably have the most upside. Like I mean, like if they kind of put it together, they could, you know, be Carolina. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're not that far off. Carolina's way better. Okay, but yes, but like they got better with young players. Right. That's true. To the point where they could trade someone like Justin Falk and not feel bad about it, right? Yeah. Then they yeah. Okay, well, we'll just trade our all star defenseman, mm-hmm. you know. Um they had so much young depth and they got back a good young defenseman uh in uh Gunnarsson, yeah. right? Uh that it didn't matter. You know, they they they've been looking to trade him for a while cuz they didn't want to pay him. Right. Right? Dude, we're days away from the start of the season. That's right. I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited for this. I like the, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about the defensive pair. I like the I like that they're keeping Burns and Vlasic together. I like that they I like the Dylan Carlson pair. I mean, uh-huh. every team is going to be facing 45 minutes of these of either Burns or Carlson. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's death, man. Yeah. I mean, I just I, I I am really excited to see that. And also I hope um and I've seen some discussions about it that they play both Burns and Carlson on the same power play unit. I want to see both How of those guys. How can you stop that? I mean, like it's right. just You can't. That's incredibly difficult to stop because Burns plays the Alex Ovechkin role he plays his offside and you feed him one timers and then Carlson will just create on the on the right side yeah and come up the boards and skate into the middle and dish and score or whatever I like it I think that they should go not for balance but for death yeah you know and try and make that first power play unit so incredibly difficult to deal with. Right. That you just got to make it deadly. Yeah, you got to make it deadly. And I wish I had the confidence that the Sharks' power play would be deadly, <laughs> just based on how they perform, which is right. You know, always seems to be disappointing. But maybe this year, dude, it won't be disappointing. I'm high on the Sharks, dude. I love where they are. I think that this is exactly um, that kind of underdog spot where they're flying a little bit under the radar, a little bit disrespected. Um, and that they're in prime position to kind of sneak up on everybody uh, while um, the Flames and Vegas are getting all the er- you know preseason notoriety. Um, the Sharks are being downgraded, and this is where that they can rise. They've got some cap room to make some additions, uh, which you know Doug Wilson loves to do. Yeah. When we get near the deadline, I think that they're in a good spot. And I'm excited about these young players too, dude, and these kind of off-the-radar guys. I'm excited about that, but... And I would love to see a diamond in the rough emerge, but the problem is, I mean, there's no other way to say it, is we got four guys in the lineup that nobody predicted to be in the lineup. And when you have that many young guys and 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 guys that no one called, right? No, I mean, maybe some people said, oh, maybe Chemilevsky will make the lineup. He's out. Okay, we've got you know guys that we never heard of before, basically, in the lineup. And not that that means anything that you have to be like a name talent. Yeah. But still, that means that if those guys don't pan out and they do the standard thing that we've seen so many young guys before like Ante Suomela where, well, maybe not Suomela, but you know, they have 15 good games or 10 good games. And then all of a sudden you start seeing their game slide and their minutes slide. And now the fourth line's barely playing and you don't really have anybody to backfill. Like that's the thing I'm sort of worried about. And the chance of that happening with really unproven players and unknown players is much higher. But if these guys are role players and you've got guys, uh, in you know Chemilevsky and Djokovic that could be you know really good skill players at the right. NHL level let them play together for the Barracuda let them have uh, all-star seasons there let them you know tear it up with uh with with uh um Yoakum uh oh walking Blitchfield uh, yeah well yeah with Blitchfield and with Gambrell and mm-hmm. let them just go nuts together and have an incredible year and then maybe when they get called up to be playing in skill positions, they'll be playing with some confidence instead of just slogging around in a fourth line role. You know, they're not going to be able to do what they want to do when you're playing with Barkley Goudreau. It's just not going to happen. Right. So I don't mind it, especially if these guys pan out, which you know what, if they don't, then the sharks are in a little bit of a bind. Right. Dude, you made a prediction last week, which already has not turned out well, or two weeks ago with auntie Sumela. That's okay. I have a little bit more, uh, uh, force. I have a little bit more uh, runway to see what's going on, but I'm going to make my own bold prediction. Mario Ferraro stays on this team the entire year. Hmm. He does not go down. Mario Ferraro is on this team day one. Mario Ferraro is on this team day 82. He's playing all year long. He's already ahead of Heed. He's ahead of Prout. I think if 
you know, I, I don't know about Shimmick. Maybe he plays with, with Shimmick. You see those two guys on the third pair. But I think I think Heed and Prude are they're behind Mara Ferrara right now. And if he can play with this energy that he is so known for, that's something coaches love. Coaches love that kind of stuff. He yeah. hustles everywhere all over the ice. He hits everything. It's just it's just pure will. I mean, and that's what it takes to play in the NHL. I mean, if he has the habit of putting in more will than any other teams on the ice, you can go pretty far with just will in this league. And and it sounds like Mario Ferrari already, already has that habit. I love it, dude. I think that's a really solid prediction. And, um, you know, I think Tim Heed will find himself on the waiver wire pretty soon. Yeah, I, that's, that's the situation. It's, it's too bad I feel bad because it seems like he's had so many opportunities to seize and, and he's never hold, taken advantage and of it, hold dude. on to a roster spot. Never taken advantage of it. And he just can't You know, do it. I mean, th- then take advantage of it. Yeah. You know, cuz the opportunity is still there. He might play opening night over Prude. We don't know. Right. And if you are, then you better you, it's, the time is now because as soon as Shimmick gets healthy, mm-hmm. one of those guys got to go, right? right? And right. either they're going to send down Ferrara cuz he's got the options or they're going to stick with Prude and Heat. You know, or, or you know they're going to wave Prude or Heat. Yep. You know? And um you know, I, I think you're right. I would rather go with the younger player who seems to have already be establishing himself. And we'll see. Maybe he's going to crap the bed mm-hmm. in these first two games. I don't think so. And it'll, I over, get, it'll just be super excited no, and overextended I like everywhere. It. I think that this, I, I, I love it. Love to see a young defensive star emerge here. Um, and, you know, we may have that in Ferraro. Be a really solid number two second round pick, dude. Dude, we're days away from hockey. I'm not excited that we're playing Vegas on, on the first night. Yeah, I am. We're going to lose, but <laughs> I love it. I think it's going to be fun. I mean, this is definitely... It's going to get the blood going, Sure, though. it's replace the Kings for that rivalry. Both teams, they really uh, dislike each other quite a bit. It'd be awesome if the Sharks can go up there and just stick it to them. Um, they've got to hang on for what I think will be a brutal first 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I think that the fans are going to be all over the Sharks yep. and uh, that building will be alive. The, the Knights are going to come out with fire. If they can hold on and weather that storm and somehow get the first goal, then it'll be like, uh-oh, uh-oh. All the energy gets sucked out. It'd be out. even better if the goal came on the power play. That would be great. Uh-oh. Dude, I'm ready for the season. Yeah, let's do it. Go Sharks. Hate the show? Want to get your questions on the air? Email questions at dudesonhockey.com. Dudes on Hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose Sharks organization or the National Hockey League.